Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. This shows you like how propagandized like people are in this country to just look at just just look at a fucking sea of graves and and just be like, yeah, no, this is American excellence right this here. This is the best. Yeah, so yeah. it's, it's work, working as intended. Back, back when my when my ass was super tight, they would come over and they would smack it and they would say, hmm, you can bounce a quarter off of that sweet ass. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Is that, is that what your dad sounds like? Yeah, that's that exactly he, is that what, what he does? Like. <laughs> <laughs> my ass was real tight. And people would snap it and say, you could snap it and bounce a quarter of that sweet ass. Buy a drink, young sailor. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, yep. I like it. Man. Okay, so so these stories, right? You got some good um, ones, yeah. I don't even know where to let's start. See, let's see. I've definitely thought about starting my own religion before and tying it to a business, but that just sounds super cult-like. Like, I feel like I'm going to get in over my head way too fast. But I feel like you could you could do it cynically. Cyn- get it? Cynic empowerment? It's the Cynic- name. Cynically. You could do it in a way in which you it's all paperwork, and it it's like a limited liability company. It doesn't really mean anything. It just matters what the paper says. And the paper says your business is a religion. Therefore, ergo, you know. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, nobody gets hurt, but I still get to have sex with the wives of all of, all of my congregation. Like, is that, is that basically what you're telling me? No, I'm trying to say the exact opposite. Oh, not that. I don't get to do okay, 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 <laughs> okay. So I instead of doing that, like I, nobody has sex, so we're shakers, okay. <laughs> and yes. and then and uh, and I have to self-flagellate, and I encourage other people to self-flagellate too. Kind of, kind of like that, and and, and also uh, no. uh, t- titty Tuesdays because it's a bar. You know <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Free beer for women. Titty Tuesdays. What the titty, fuck? Titty Tuesdays. Don't forget your cat and nine tails. <laughs> what the fuck? Titty Tuesdays. That's not a I thing. I don't know. I was like, ladies' night. <laughs> yeah, but you can't fucking call it Titty Tuesdays. Titty Tuesdays. That's not in twenty twenty. Jesus Christ, Tim. What the fuck kind of oh. establishment are you trying to run here? You're trying to fucking get. Uh, I don't know. What's the the, hey, hmm? we're, e- we're we're equal opportunity. We got Wiener Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> it's Wiener Man. Oh Hallelujah. my God, Wiener Wednesday! Um, <laughs> 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 uh, in that case, I applaud hey, it. This guy's bar is named Crayon. The Belgians are weird. Is it like crayon after the the fucking like the the the, the marking devices? I have no fucking clue. I, I'll be honest. I didn't read anything more than the headline. Of okay. 
<laughs> this article. Belgian bar owner founds religion to bypass lockdown rules. Exactly. That, Which I is felt, the headline. <laughs> yeah, that's the headline. That's how far I read, and I thought, hey, that sounds that sounds nifty and um, topical without making me so depressed it breaks me out in rosacea. I thought that mm-hmm. was, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I can still spin this so that it makes you break out in rosacea. We'll, we'll get there. Oh, no. <laughs> we definitely go down that route. Fucking, like, religious freedom, right? Anytime somebody gets this, like, sniff of you can do whatever you want power, I feel like it's mm-hmm. always tied to religious freedom. Like, if I want the right to be able to fuck all my congregation's wives, it's got to be under the pretense of freedom of religion. You can't just like allow that thing to happen just out in right. public anywhere because there's right. a lot of people that are going to be getting in a lot of trouble. <laughs> it's only in these like these niche like Mormon communities, right? Or uh, mm-hmm. like if you want to um, restrict uh, uh, your uh, your your employees from having some kind of uh, regimented health care. Then you do so under the yeah. pretense of freedom exactly. of religion. <laughs> yeah, it's it. I mean, it's kind of like the loophole to a lot of different things, you know. And it's kind of like the classic of why we can't have nice things, right? Of just oh, well, if I want to do something, you say I can't do, or if I don't want to do something, you're telling me that I have to do. Well, in that case, I'll just say that it's my religion to say that mm-hmm. I have to do or I can't do said thing that I either want or don't want to do. Right? Yes. It's just yeah, a, precisely an excuse. It's like a trump card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, actually, like you. Oh, really yeah. Well, it's my religion it. to blow myself in public. <laughs> 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 Checkmate. Uh, fair enough. I guess it is. Uh, also, Wiener Wednesdays. <laughs> also, Wiener Wednesdays. <laughs> Uh, and and you're you're very talented, I might <laughs> add. <laughs> it's, it's quite a skill set you have. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is this is a this guy has made a little little bar cult, little little religion surrounding yeah. uh, the, uh, the 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 laws that restrict Belgian businesses to stay shut while. Of course, a lot of reg- religious institutions are still allowed to gather. I think that they can only uh, gather in groups of 15. Yeah, I think it's um, too. Yeah. So it's it's still not much. But, but compared to everyone else. Nothing. Yeah, compared to everyone else, that's a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it certainly is. And especially when things like, uh, like hairdressers and, and barbers and whatnot, they can't have even a single person in their doors. Mm-hmm. Yet you have religious establishments that are gathering in – in masses of 15. Yeah. Like, hmm. And then, and then you have the added layer that because, excuse me, uh, there's such a high demand mm-hmm. due to some way places not being able to whatever, uh, be open that, I mean, you could, yeah. I mean, you, if your people are, even if they're going to, you know, possibly contract COVID or whatever, risk their lives by gathering in that yeah. many people I and mean, people are going to throw themselves at that opportunity just to do it you know mm-hmm. this reminds me of um uh there i forget the 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 name of the thought experiment um but i think it's called like the train tracks problem and it exemplifies um utilitarian uh logic 
You push and, and, the and fat fact, person onto the train yeah. tracks, or do you not? Exactly, and there's all kinds of iterations in order to determine, you know, what the worth of a single life is, uh, or um, you know, what kind of role or responsibility you have if you're an omniscient presence and can do something and choose not to do something. You know, you know what what is what kind of ethical extrapolation can you take from? you know, this myriad of different circumstances. So I think it's kind of like these people, you know, I myself personally as well, we're, we're not going to die. You know, a lot of these people probably don't think they're going to die, but to what extent are you going to diminish? I mean, let's, let's even use like the, the broadest, you know, most generous terminology, diminish your, your quality of life by not going to a bar uh, or, you know, self-quarantining or, you know, so on and so forth, um, in order to save even one member of your community that could possibly still survive if, you know, in the instance that, you know, COVID does leak its way into their humble abode <laughs> mm-hmm. and they happen to catch it and die. You know, like there's 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 certainly a correlation in responsibility to the people who are going out and spreading the illness or, you know, con- continuing to positively affect the communicability of the pandemic and the death of even one individual in their community. I, I, I feel like it's like people are looking at this the wrong way. It's like a very capitalist mindset, right? Like, uh, oh, well, it's only like this many people that died. You know, it's so much fewer than, say, like tuberculosis or, you know, you know even if that's, you know, a totally fabricated statistic. Um, it, it's still like that's those people's lives. They're still dying from it. Like, like even if it's just one person that died, even if it's 10 people that died, you know, sure. Like it, the, the, the problem kind of compounds, but if you had the ability to diminish the possibility that they would lose their life, it's something like a pandemic and you chose to do something that exacerbated that situation and ultimately caused them to, you know, potentially lose their life more so. Yeah, you should kind of be guilty. You should kind of feel guilty, right? Like, why do why do people not understand that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably just as simple the business trying to stay in business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it makes the morality of it a lot harder. Um, of what a business should or should not do, given uh, yeah. Uh, that being said, I don't. I I I, I mean I. From the little bit I've gathered, I know at least on an individual level, uh, Belgium's been a lot better as far as giving people uh, money and things of that nature to keep them afloat. I don't know what the same is true for businesses, just because I haven't read about it. I would assume that there's something there for businesses, but I really don't know. That is just an yeah. assumption. Yeah, I there there probably is. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean that that would that would uh um uh, you, you know you would hope that if there was a um an assistance program for small businesses that they would not stoop to such levels claiming something like religious freedom for being a a, a plausible reason for reopening their business to the public. You know they they you, you don't you don't want that to seem like um uh um a, a palatable idea, you know, from the viewpoint of the business owners. So giving them that money, do you think that it would discourage them adequately from doing something like that? 
which part would discourage them? Uh, giving them the money. Like, if, I mean, if, if you yeah. if you if you give them money and allow them to keep their doors open, I mean, do you think that that's going to quell uh, their you know or help them pay rent or you know? Well, if you, I mean, obviously, if you whatever. give them money, it's going to help them pay rent. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, do you think that that's going to be sufficient? I guess is what I'm what I'm trying to say. Do, yeah, do you I, think that it's just going to end there? Like, you give Belgian bar crayon, you know, yeah. however, you know, like let's say it's five thousand uh, dollars. Are they going to just be like, okay, well that that paid uh, that 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 paid up July, you know, closed doors? I mean, I think for a lot of people it would. I don't. I mean, I don't know this guy personally, but I mean, from other people that I've heard talking about it on the state side, they said that they would they would close. They would stay closed. That they only are opening up because they've got bills to pay that they can't pay, which mm-hmm. seems seems common sense. <laughs> you tell yeah. me close, you know, give money. I'm going to open. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, there's always going to be people that are just being ornery or whatever. Even if you gave them the money, that will say that no, I'm going to take your money. And I still think I have the right to be open. Right? There's, <laughs> there's always going to be exceptions to the rule, but I feel like for the vast majority of people, right. they're, you know. Is this guy an exception to the rule? Possibly, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they stiffed him. They're like, ah, hey, you know, we don't like those guys over at Crayon. So, uh, so well, well, there a, you go, Crayon. Some... So this guy, I'm, I'm just looking at the article here. It seems like more that, uh, it seems more that he just wants to create a place for people to get together, which actually seems dumb as shit. <laughs> Yeah. So his name's Troycy. So here, here we have a bunch of quotes from this guy. So it's not like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a so hurt. I needed the money to stay, uh, to stay afloat. Here's, here's an excuse for doing this. So actually, this guy may, may be a piece of shit who thinks he's doing a good thing. So here we go. With all the different rules, the government ensures that the t- togetherness togetherness and unity that people fell back on during the first lockdown can no longer be found. I am certainly not against the measures. I understand that they are necessary and I follow them myself like I did this summer. Fewer tables, less staff, buying masks and gel. Uh, bu- 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 let us gel. have... Like a- air gel? I think he means hand sanitizer. Yeah, I think he does. <laughs> And then he says, let us have everyone do everything they can so that we can open fully without running the risk of having to close again. The current situation is already dramatic, but that would turn it into a true tragedy. What the fuck, dude? You're letting 15 people in your business. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) He's like... I'm yeah. what the fuck kind of double speak is this? It's it. Oh, people yeah. can't have unity anymore. So I'm opening my doors so people can get together. And then the next thing he says, I wish everyone would just follow the rules so we can open back up. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he's a, he's a master of the double speak, right? He's saying both <clears throat> things. He's saying, I just want to give people a place to get together because people can't do that anymore. And then he's saying, People need to follow the rules so we can open back up. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, technically, he is following the rules if he has an established religion, right? <laughs> yeah. He's following <laughs> the established religion oh, yeah. rules. He, yeah, he got it. I mean, he he nails it. Like everybody else needs uh, to establish a religion too. And uh, hey, you know, uh, I'll worship the one true Crayola God. <laughs> Tickle me pink. The. <laughs> Archdiocese tickle me pink. 
So hey, yeah. so so yeah, we still were able to kind of bring that one down a little bit. Yeah, good job, Jimmy. That was you. I was trying not to. You're the one that <laughs> well, made it real. Fine, let's go on to a happier story. Let's talk about this girl that got stolen from her home at seven. <laughs> oh, the Denmark one. We've yeah. got a bunch of fucking. There's a few of these that are. Uh, wait, no, is there only two? Okay, I guess these are only two that are European. Never mind. I thought three of them were, but I'm wrong. Never mind. The it's the international episode. BBC, mm-hmm. bigblackcock.com. So... <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. Some of that too. Uh, so, so this is this is a, this is kind of an interesting story. Yeah, so what, what do you think past. Denmark was hoping to accomplish? Um, I mean, to to any legitimate sense, like I really I, don't, I don't know. That, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's like, like, every it's part like of this makes zero sense. It's it's it's, it's psychologic. Uh, it's psychologic from the fifties. I don't know. Maybe who, whoever was in charge of this at the time had links to Aryan Nazism and thought that the people of Greenland were a lesser ethnicity and they were trying to co-op the, the native population. I don't fucking know. I have no fucking clue what kind of psychologic you would have to use to think this was a good idea. I, I think I know how this goes. Like there's they're looking around. Well, we, well, big... well they don't even the people don't even know people need to know what the title is before we explain it. Well, I can explain it through through this little I, I so this is this okay. is how it came about, I'm pretty sure. So they're they're sitting around this like uh this big like uh uh nation planning Denmark meeting boardroom. Okay. And uh and they're kind of like looking around, and they're like, "Okay, guys, we we need a winner here. We we need a big program. Uh, you know, what do we got in the books? And you know, there's probably some guy sitting over here, like, um, oh, well, you know, like if we have an isolationist economy, that that would probably be a pretty good idea. And it was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll write that down. Write that down. Um, uh, uh, Jorgensen, and you know, the, Jorgensen's the slacker. You know, he's over in the corner. He's never paying attention. Right. He's always falling asleep, playing with pencils, trying to put them in his nose. Right. And right. like Jorgensen, you you never you never add anything." to these conversations. I need you to wake the fuck up or or you're done here. You got to you, you're fired. And he's like, "Oh man, oh man. Okay, uh okay. Uh, how about um uh I don't know." And he's like looking around on the table and there's like there's like a little pencil box and it's green and he's like, oh, "What if we uh, green uh what 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 if we went to Greenland? Okay? We we are going to Greenland, right? We're going to Greenland and uh what what does Greenland have? Greenland has uh people, little people, little people. You go to Greenland and you take a little people and you you take the little people and you 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 bring them back to Denmark, which is the best place in the world, and then they'll like Denmark. Like by Golly, Jorgensen, that's the best idea I think I've ever heard. We're going to try it right now. And then they right run over now. to Greenland and they pick up a bunch of little people and they bring them over to Denmark in hopes uh, that they're going to love Denmark. <laughs> and by little people, you mean children. Children. Yeah. <laughs> 22. 22 children. Um, I guess the um, uh, seven was was the age that they were kind of going for there. Or at least that was the case with um, uh, the, the one in particular that they – interviewed um this person being what was her name uh helene Thiessen? sounds right or Thiessen? helene Thiessen? yeah so we're interviewing helene and uh she in 1951 was seven years old 
and she had brothers and sisters and uh and her mother like uh, she she wasn't she was <laughs> she wasn't a, a foster child she wasn't an orphan you know uh and i guess her mother just gave her up which is just so fucking sad uh it does it doesn't even really get into that as to why her mother gave her up uh yeah I, I, it doesn't it doesn't explicitly say but she said that her she does she does go on to Whoa. say that um uh Helene discovered only after she uh she discovered why she had been taken away in 1996 when she was 52 years old and she never rebuilt her relationship with her mother so I, I guess it was it was kind of a maybe voluntary, you know, or maybe they were paid off. Who knows? Like, how much would it really take to approach um, an impoverished family and say, "Hey, um, we actually want to take one of those things from you that is costing you the most in your life. So, how about this much money in exchange? It's kind of a, a win-win in the case that uh, you know you're struggling to survive already." So how about you take this and we'll take your child um, and we'll, we'll try to breed relations in the long game. You know, we, we're, we're looking way in the future here. You know, these kids will definitely look favorably upon this program. <laughs> well, so the thing is, is so it looks like it got pitched as if it was a development program for Greenland because Greenland was a, a colony or whatever you want to call it under Denmark and mm -hmm. but it's just the most once again it's, it's just complete psychologic way of going about doing it it's like okay so you've got this place that you don't think is as well developed as Denmark and instead of trying to invest resources into that place to make it better instead you're like whoa 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 obviously it can't be the material conditions of the, the Greenlandic people that are wrong. No, it has to be the Greenlanders. The Greenlanders are just too dumb and stupid to make society good. So what we're going to do is we're going to steal their kids, raise them over here where everything's fucking awesome, and then we're going to send <laughs> them back, and those 22 kids are going to make the entire country of Greenland just, like, fucking great. Like, their greatness is just going to be like, holy fuck. So good that they're just going to, like, take all of our greatness and make it great. Make Greenland great again. No. <laughs> <laughs> make Greenland Denmark again. There you go. Like, yeah, it, it, it's just, like, the most, like, batshit insane psychologic way of trying to improve a place. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the oh. fuck? Yeah, seriously. And apparently they completely cut off all interaction between the kids and their families once they got to fucking Denmark. They didn't want like their Greenlandicness to fucking rub off on them. They're just like, up, up, yeah, up, up, up. Uh, like... We got, we got them. We, we're going to take it from here, parents. We got this. You're going to, you're going to taint them with your Greenlandic ways. We don't want that. Mm. We're doing uh, okay, our own so, thing over here. So what do you know about the Inuit? They're uh aren't they're like northern native uh indigenous peoples Eskimos um, which I don't, well, I don't think Eskimos yeah. I don't think Eskimos kosher to say is that kosher I don't I, fucking know I don't know that it is uh but 
uh, apparently 89% of Greenland's population of about 58,000 people is Greenlandic Inuit. Um, okay. So they consist of three major groups, uh, the Kalalit, the Tenumit, and the Inukuit. Uh, I don't know why that's particularly important for the sake of this conversation, but nonetheless... So um, they are they are multi ethnic and they are the majority of people living on Greenland. Now which it makes perfect sense. What's they, that? Now it makes perfect sense. They stole a bunch of non-white people to raise them yeah. to be white to send yeah. them back to teach everyone how cool being white was. Yeah. Um. Th- I, yeah. Now I think that's, I, now that's it makes more it. sense. Mm-hmm. It may, it, 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 you see, you see, silly me. I was thinking about this of white people doing this to other white people. Now, when you add the the racial layer, it's like, oh, I see why they thought this was a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now mm-hmm. it makes sense why. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They, apparently, um, the Danish government since uh, 1940 or so maintained a strict monopoly of trade. Um, with uh with Greenland. Um let's see. What is troking? You ever heard of troking? Barter between the natives of Gotland of troking, Greenland and Scottish whalers. It's a filthy Scandinavian sex act. I would tell you about it, but it's not fit yeah. for our listeners. It's really specific. Weird. Very specific the troking. The the troking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, different trokes for different folks. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? Okay, so um, uh, Greenland was to be a modern welfare state with Denmark as a sponsor and example, and that's when they started to fuck up because this was about 1950 when they started doing that. Yeah. And then in 1953, Greenland was made an equal part of the Danish kingdom and rule was granted – home rule was granted in 1979. Okay. Um Oh, yeah, there's some Donald Trump in there. How about that? Um, well, Donald Trump okay, tried to buy so, Greenland. Yeah, right? <laughs> so let's see. In August 2019, the American president, Donald Trump, again proposed to buy the country, prompting— <laughs> would have been so cool. Um, prompting the uh, premier, Kim Kilson, Kielsen, to issue the statement, Greenland is not for sale and cannot be sold— but Greenland is open for trade and cooperation with other countries, including the United States. So they like still took like a very passive route. Like you insulted us by saying that you could buy us, but we'll still trade. <laughs> yeah, we're still here. Do you want to? Because we know not trading with the United States or being sanctioned by the United States is economic suicide. Yeah. So um, much. we'll just um, be nice. <laughs> yeah. Please. Oh, uh, man. Oh, yeah. They tried to. Uh, well, I guess um, is it one hundred million dollars that they tried to buy? Yeah. So the United States tried to buy um, Green Greenland from Denmark for a hundred million dollars. Denmark refused to sell it. I wonder why. Because they wanted children. They wanted all the Inuit no, children. No, 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 no. Because if we sell it yeah. to you, we cannot steal the children. Yeah. You're gonna I rule. Mean, I guess you you're, can still go, trade the children to us, you're, but you're, yeah. No, it that's illegal. Yeah, when you're yeah. Tr- trading children, that's that's human trafficking and bad. But just stealing yeah. them for your own <laughs> nation-building exercises is a okay and cool. 
<laughs> yeah. When a government does it, I mean, they, they, they had some lofty goals, but uh, they were doing just fine. You know, they, 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 they had a long-term plan, and they were going somewhere with it. So stupid. Such yeah, a shitty plan. And imagine how she must have felt. Gosh. Being, so learning about this, um, when she was 52, man. Ridiculous! You're 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 a you're a fucking adult. You're well into your adult life, and then somebody's like, "Oh hey, yeah, you remember that one time that you were in Greenland, and then all of a sudden you were in Denmark?" Um, yeah, we stole they, you. They, they, they you you got stolen. Yeah, you got you got fucking kidnapped, straight up fucking kidnapped by the the, the Denmark government. Man. And apparently yeah. she never rebuilt her relationship with her mother and was 52 when she finally got told why it had happened. So maybe she didn't even get sent back to Denmark. Maybe they just realized it was a bad fucking idea when <laughs> she got into adulthood and was like, uh, 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 you can stay, stay here. You can stay here if you want. Yeah. <laughs> just like, stay in Denmark. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess I will then. Yeah, you don't <sighs> you don't know anything about living in Greenland now because we like raised you here and yeah, the, the, uh, experiment over. How much are you gonna learn in uh, in that amount of time? I mean, like, in seven years, I mean, it'd be quite impressionable. Um, hmm. So i i would be I would be interested to know how she feels about uh, to to see uh, to what extent if there were any parameters for success in this experiment, to what degree would it have been successful, right? Like, do you think that she views Denmark favorably really at all? Or that you, she would be willing to reintegrate back into Greenland society, you know, with, with a, a favorable mindset towards the, the Denmark state? I have no idea. I would be interested to look up and find out because I have no idea. I could see it going either way. Let's see. I think there's some there's definitely a little bit more information about her, but uh I read everything that's in the article and it doesn't seem to give us any clues on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Here's oh, another man. article from twenty. Yeah, here's here's a good little bit. Uh so let's see. When her father died from tuberculosis three months earlier and her mother was left on her own with three young children, her her mom was, you know talking to her and says, my mom crouched down and explained to me, you're going to Denmark. And I said, what's Denmark? She said, it's a country very far away and it's beautiful. It's just like paradise and you don't have to be sad, she said. And in 51, you know, when the 22 children, uh, you know, set sail for, for Denmark, said they walked down to the harbor from their little house with the little suitcases and from the boat, looked at her mom, and she couldn't wave at her because she was too upset, and she just kept her arms down. And she thought, why are you letting me leave? And couldn't understand why they were shipping us away, what lay ahead. Everything was so uncertain. Fuck. There's a little picture of uh, the 22 kids. Yep. Hmm. It's like the Umbrella Academy on Netflix, except for the kids don't have superpowers. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, she, okay. So there's there's more when she remind when she arrives in Copenhagen, right? Um, says it was dusk and it was a very big harbor, and I thought my mom was wrong. 
because I could see that there were mountains in Denmark. And when we got closer, I realized it was actually trees that looked like mountains. We didn't know what they were, but they were very tall and green and alive. So I guess is there is there Greenland is like totally frozen pretty much, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess that would be a, a bit of a shock to a seven-year-old that hadn't really seen any foliage prior. Uh, after they uh, arrived in Denmark, children were set to live with foster families. Hmm. Uh, first had to spend the summer with what was described as a holiday camp. Hmm. This is this is getting kind of getting kind of sketchy. As much as I like a good holiday camp, usually if it sounds too good to be true, it's <laughs> a concentration camp or a if labor anything, camp. I, or yeah, whenever I hear dungeon. camps and kids, I I get sketched. It's never good. Um. Later emerged that we were actually in quarantine. Oh, how about that? The farm was so remote that we never saw any other houses, and we were quarantined because it was the first time a group of young children from Greenland had arrived in Denmark, and there were fears that we could have something contagious, like COVID. Shut the fuck up. Oh, man. Um, hmm. Yeah, she was, she was you know, deeply upset. It seemed like she was just very unhappy at, at the why. fact that she was. It was the opportunity yeah, right? of a lifetime. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> joke. joke. Um, but yeah, no, it sounds like, yeah, mom struggling with three kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, her dad died of tuberculosis, couldn't make ends meet, thought, hey, this person's trying to take my kid away. Um, I'm a mom in the 50s. This is really hard. Here, take my kid. Yeah, and that's what they did. Um, yeah, I'm still not certain whether she went back to Greenland or stayed in Denmark after uh, the ordeal. But uh, yeah, no, I assume she would have bitter feelings all over all sides. Bitter mm-hmm. feelings towards her mom uh, since the relationship never recovered. Bitter, bitter feelings towards Denmark for stealing her. Oh man, she she found out from a whistleblower. So this is the news did not come from a Danish government, uh, from the Danish government, but from a Danish writer who was found who found a collection of documents in the National Archives. Oh my fucking! Called God. her up and said, "Are you sitting down? You've been part of an experiment." She's sitting down on the floor and started crying. Oh my fucking oh, god! Man, Jesus Christ. She says on rare occasions uh, she meets the other children and that only seven of them are left. Oh, here we go. Yeah. And she did a, uh, she did move to Denmark. She did remain in Denmark and married a Danish man. Okay. Hmm. It was in southern Denmark. There we go. 71 years old now. Yeah. Far yeah, from serving the- as a model for cultural change in Greenland, the children ended up as a small, rootless, and marginalized group on the periphery of their own society. Several of them became alcoholics and died young. I, I don't know if that's – that's just kind of like insulting. Like I don't know if I'd want to be part of an article if you know, that would be the takeaway. I'd, I'd, I'd want it to sound a little bit more wholesome. You know, Like, hey, you know, these people were um, taken from their homelands but were still able to maintain – uh, you know, some sense of who who they were and where they came from. You know, some some kind of purity. I I don't know. It sounds, well, what if that's it sounds, not true? Well, yeah. I mean, but this this makes them. It kind of objectifies them in a way, right? Like it just makes them all sound like like trash. I I, I don't know. Like, 
yeah. small, rootless, marginalized group on the periphery of their own society. And then they even add that little tidbit on the end, like, look how much they're fucked up. They became alcoholics and died young. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah. Hmm. Huh. No. Yeah, it doesn't no. look like, um, it doesn't look like she ever went back. No, no, it, she lives in... Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess she could have come back for a short period of time. But based on their article, it seems like she just stayed and, uh, yeah, married and uh, still lives in Denmark. Uh, I like this little family picture, though. I, think, I like the, the cutest little daughter. She's, like, dressed up in, uh, um, I don't know, like, some kind of traditional clothing with these gigantic boots. <laughs> yeah. It is pretty good. Duh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Went into child care and became the head of an after school club. Now she's 71 and lives in southern Denmark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as far as the Danish authorities are concerned, it felt very bitter and very disappointed. Not been able to understand how they could turn us into an experiment. It's just incomprehensible. I'm still bitter about it. And I will be until the day I die. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> that keeps you alive. Just hatred, just yeah, bitterness and hatred. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. No, super unfortunate. Um, yeah, it was just fucking wild. You know, uh, a lot of these European countries get like a um a pass just because uh United States has been abhorrently racist trash settler colonial nation since it was formed so it kind of pales in comparison you know the uh the stuff that was happening on the mainlands of uh europe when you compare it to chattel slavery well into Mm -hmm. the 1800s you know Mm -hmm. it's just like okay let's see here who was worse okay you win uh you know (laughs) i didn't know this was a competition (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) But then, yeah, this is a perfectly good example of, uh, yeah, fucked up shit. Fucked up shit from the Danes, my dude. Mm -hmm. Talking about fucked up shit. Peruvian police conduct drugs raid dressed as Santa Claus and Elfman. (laughs) Yes. And there's this amazing picture. It looks like a video. I want to watch it. But it has a dude. There's a video. Um, this is yeah. also from bigblackcock.com, and it has the oh, yeah. as Santa with the oh hammer. Looks like he's God. about to bust through a window. Do you want to watch it real quick, and then we'll talk about I'm, it? I'm watching it right now. It okay. is the most I'm, legit thing I've ever seen okay. in my life. I'm going to start watching because it looks holy it looks shit. Wait, no, no, I got to watch it. Stop, stop it, boating. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. No, sorry. Are you going to Hey, can we start at the same time? You ready? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go to the beginning. Holy shit. It already got okay. real. It's like 10 seconds in. Okay, let's go. We're yeah, ready? right. No, that sledgehammer through the door is just ridiculous. Holy fuck. What the fuck? Oh, God. So, like, yeah, I'm watching. This guy's just like. Grand Theft Auto. Why does it have to be in a Santa outfit? How does them make the do the job better? 
Yeah, I don't know if. Hey, this guy's like how like wearing line on the See, see what they got. What is that? Is that weed? Looks like weed. Looks like little, little weed bag. Ooh, he's got a gun. Okay. Oh, he's got, he's got some balaclavas or knee wraps, one. I can't really tell. Now, that Santa is wearing a bulletproof vest. It's intimidating. What fuck? What is this, Fortnite? Like, what? why are they dressed up like this? Yeah, it does kind of look like Fortnite. What the <laughs> fuck did I just watch? Housebreaker Santa. What the fuck? The fucking, the beginning part where they just sprint out of the van with a sledgehammer. What you the fuck? Care. Yeah. No, no, no warrants for you, sir. No, we're no knocks either. Talk about a no knock fucking arrest. Just fucking sledgehammer, Peru Jesus style. Christ. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see any knock. Let's see, one, there's two, no knock. Three. They sprint yeah, with a sledgehammer. They just run right up and knock his door handle off. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, no, it's yeah. I'm not, I'm not condoning. I'm not condoning. <laughs> Well, I like how nobody in that house. Okay, these guys are obviously like they don't look like cops, and everybody no. in this house is just like, "Hey, what are you doing, man? Hey, stop that!" Like, yeah, they're like, "We'll not... go." Yeah, help him. Like, like no one's resisting. Buddy. No one's resisting or anything. Yeah, like these guys come in, they break in your front door. You don't know if they're cops. Like, fucking fight them back. What are you doing? Probably yelled in Spanish. This is the police. Yeah, but you can't tell. I mean, they, they look like they could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, I have a hard time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh in Peru, we celebrate Christmas by dressing up all the all the police officers as Santa Claus and his little elves. So that way, if you get arrested or busted and go to jail for Christmas. You can at least know that it was Santa that arrested you. <laughs> Santa does exist, and he's here to bust your ass. <laughs> <laughs> You've been naughty this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get more than coal in your stocking. <laughs> By I stocking, that... I mean your butt. <laughs> but because <laughs> you're going to prison, buddy, and things happen there that are <sighs> bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happened bad there. Oh man! Oh, they also dress up as homeless people and street sweepers. What so the they're, they're trying to create this um uh this this feeling that the police are everywhere, right? That's like a, they it sounds terrible. Yeah, it really does. Like a um a fearful society that's constantly on watch for what could be these these scary ass police officers ready to break into your home and tackle you in front of your family. Hammer at any time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, because it kind it completely destroys the myth that they're public servants that are there to help you. If you can't easily identify someone as a cop on the street, then you're not a public servant that's there to help people. You're just some fucking weirdo in an outfit trying to bust people. Mm-hmm. That, that that if someone was in in need and, and needed help, that they couldn't go to you and ask for fucking help. Yeah, you're you're a vigilante, um, a vigilante for the state, nonetheless. That's weird. Exactly. It's a, it's a weird thing. Like who would who would want to do that? 
power Gosh. people, power tripping people, people that were picked on. Mm-hmm. I want to pick on other people. Yeah. Oh, actually, it does look quite fun to just like bust in a door like that. Oh yeah, just, like what? What other? What other position? Exactly. Like pe- people act like these people don't get their rocks off when they do stuff like this. Of course, they fucking get their rocks off when they do shit like this. They wouldn't be doing it if they didn't fucking love it. Mm-hmm. You know. They wouldn't be fucking beating the shit out of protesters with, like, blackjacks. Like, what other job can you have where it's not only legal, but it is advised that you just beat the living shit out of people, and you never get held accountable, and it's encouraged? Like, what Uh, other fucking job can you do? Professional fighter, but you gotta be really good at it. You gotta be the best. Yeah. You gotta Um, be the best, otherwise it's just a hobby. Bouncer, but they have to be drunk and unruly. Yeah. Um... I mean, there and is even so then, cute. even then, bouncer, you're not even like necessarily encouraged unless, yeah, once you like you said, someone has to be drunk and yeah, like most most of the time, bouncer is just standing next to a fucking door. Yeah, they and they're like if they have to take somebody outside, they just have to be like big and intimidating and just be like, look, like we don't want to make this a thing. Let's just go out. Although I was reading a story the other day where. um Everybody was like trading around like their worst bouncer stories and said that there was a guy that, uh, um, let's see, he was sitting down at dinner with his, um, with uh, a couple of his family members, one of those being his sister who was dating a bouncer. And the guy got up to the table and sat down and started chatting with him. He had just gotten off work. And, uh, in mid conversation, this guy comes in the door and puts a gun to the back of the guy's head and fucking shoots him. And the bouncer, the bouncer that had sat down because he had kicked him out from another bar earlier that night, and he was like getting him back for kicking what him out. The fuck? Yeah, right. Uh, people, talk about traumatizing grudges. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, nobody tells me I'm a bad person. I'm the best person in here, and I'm going to prove it by killing anybody who says otherwise. <laughs> I got kicked out of a bar by a bouncer once. Did you really? I wasn't even doing anything rowdy. Like I was like a little bit drunk, and I was back when I smoked cigarettes. And um, there was like nowhere, nowhere for me to put my cigarette out, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I can't even remember. I don't even think they had like a cigarette container. So I was like, fuck. So like to put it out. I went to, you know, scrape it against the concrete on the ground. But since I was a little bit intoxicated, like, I did, like, a slight, like, forward stumble. Because, I mean, it's a complicated maneuver, taking a cigarette from your mouth into your hand and trying to put it out like a like a good citizen. And anyways, I lost my balance for a second. And I was like, I'm good. I'm fine. And then, but, the like, even though, like, that was, like, a one-second deal on my part, it wasn't like I was stumbling on, like, an idiot, like, like a, like a, like a Looney Tunes cartoon, like, whoa! And then like and then and like losing my balance in the other direction, like whoa, like that wasn't happening. <laughs> Anyways, so I lost my balance for one second, and the guy was like, "Hey, buddy, you're drunk. Like, you know, get out of here, whatever." And I was like, "Okay." And I, I didn't make a scene or anything. I was like, "That's cool, man. That's fine, whatever." So um, what I did is I just walked around the block and then went right back in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, "That's cool, man. You know, you don't make a scene. That guy's got looking a million faces. You know, I didn't smoke any more cigarettes or go outside onto like the porch where he was at." And uh, anyways, but it was just so dumb. All right, cool. You're the boss here. See you later. Like, that's okay, bad. You got it. And I walked around the block, came right back in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't shoot that guy, Jimmy. I'm really proud of you. Oh, no, I shot him. He's dead. (laughs) Oh, fuck. 
<laughs> I forgot. Oh, I forgot to tell you that part. When I got back in, I shot I him in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I told that in the wrong order. Yeah. No. Yeah, he was he was sitting there with his uh, his girlfriend, I think, and she was hanging out with her brother. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that, that's what it reminded me of. Anyway. <laughs> no, damn. Um. Yeah, I can't really imagine. You know, other than like those two professions, there, there's really no violence-oriented professions out there. Like, not not explicitly. You know, like you you, you got to roughhouse on a daily basis in order to to make it happen. I mean, like professional athletes exactly. to a certain extent, but you're not like fighting people. No, you're, you're, not, you're not like wrestling them and taking them down and and Con- you know, handcuffing and yeah, yeah. That that's unique. Shooting, that's a, that's a very unique shooting, position. fucking murdering oh, yeah. people. Other than the soldier, guns. you don't get to shoot it at all. I mean, like, who else shoots? I mean, like, I guess you could be, like, animal control. Exactly. But... See, being a police officer is even more fun because you get to shoot people and you get to punch them in the face. You see, yeah. like, and, and people, you know, are usually defenseless, you know, as a soldier. Yeah, they're non-militants. Got... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. As a soldier, you got to shoot people that are going to shoot back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a cop, you're, you're the you're the bully of the streets, man. You can do whatever exactly. you want. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big facade. It's like, oh, we're keeping the public safe. It's like, yeah, you really kept the public safe by like breaking into this guy's house dressed as Santa Claus and an elf. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is admittedly hilarious, but also like fucked up. Yeah, it took took uh, all of that weed off the streets, like uh, you know, like a whole ounce of weed in little bitty baggies. <laughs> like, whoa, you you really you really stopped the evil from happening. <laughs> you really saved a lot of people's life. Gosh, some people, man. Some people. Speaking of uh, some people, how about this former Houston police captain charged with pointing gun at repairman, believing he was a voter fraud mastermind? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, okay. So, how did he get in this in this position? So, I don't so we're know. Talking, we're talking about. Uh, well, he was a former p- police captain, so he's no longer. Uh, He's no longer like. Does it mean former as in he just lost it, or he's been retired for a while? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so let's see. Is this um, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Mark well, Anthony Aguirre? Okay, so all right, so this guy, this Mark Anthony guy, like, get this. He was paid more than a quarter million dollars by a Houston-based private citizens group investigating unsubstantiated 2020 election fraud claims prosecutors said so this guy a former houston police captain i don't know how the fuck he got elected or or if he came out saying like i'm the guy for the job i don't know how he went about acquiring this money but people gave him a quarter of a million dollars to uncover voter fraud that's so much fucking money yeah, That's so much fucking money. That 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 is that is a hell of a lot of money. Um, yeah, where did you get this kind of clout? Shit, like how how do you attract that kind of money to be? That's what with? I'm saying. The, did he come out and say like I'm the guy for the job? Give me money, or were people just like that man there? He's yeah. not the hero we want, but he's the hero we deserve. Yeah. Go get him, former police chief Mark <laughs> Anthony Aguire. Go get him. <laughs> Get him, McGuire. 
Yeah, back in the day, Aguirre could never be stopped. And now that he's 63, he's only gotten better with age. <laughs> exactly. He's been watching Columbo nonstop since his retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he's like a he's like a private eye now or something. Or or maybe this that's, is this is what brought him back out of I'm retirement. So, yeah, like where 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 does, does it say? I need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a story here. <laughs> where the fuck? Like how the fuck? Like he retired to become a private eye. Like private eye, from what I've gathered, for the most that's like the bottom rung of like. I mean, unless you're a really good private eye, there are there are private eyes that have actually done big stuff, but they cost mm-hmm. an insurmountable amount of money. But like most private eyes, it's just like you're just like a fucking you know. It's bottom. It's bottom stuff. You you didn't cut it out. You don't like the structure of the police force. You couldn't cut it to be a detective. You're a private eye, right? I, I guess. I, I mean, it, it, or um, I don't know. Maybe you're just you. You don't play well with others. Like private eyes are kind of loners, right? Yeah. Kind of do kind of do their own thing. Maybe they can't work with a team. Maybe they just uh. Just uh, like a little bit dirtier, you know. They can't uh, can't play by the rules. Although uh, I don't know what kind of rules cops are playing by these days. <laughs> I didn't so many... leave the Houston police force. The Houston police force left me. What does that even mean? Yeah, I don't know. Ask that repair guy over there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Fuck. so let's let's get into the story. So uh, he's conducting a traffic stop. He guaranteed. Uh, that he was going to make a citizen's arrest. <laughs> yeah, he uh, yes he he ran his SUV into the back of a man's truck, and when <laughs> the man got out, Aguiar pointed a gun at him, forced him to the ground, put his knee on the man's back. Uh, an image captured by police body camera when officers arrived, according to prosecutors. Yeah, what the fuck. Aguiar told authorities he had conducted surveillance on the man for four days, according to the district attorney's news release. Aguiar said he suspected there were 750,000 fraudulent ballots inside the truck and that the man was the mastermind of a giant voter fraud. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh, man. You think that all the people got there uh, and they were like, Mark, 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 what are you doing, man? Like, why, why are you out here in the street with the, why, why are you with the knee on the guy's back? Yeah, What'd you retired. You, you retired ten years ago. You said you were going to lay off the scotch and golf for the rest of your years. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. That you're moving to Florida, dude. What the hell? Yeah, you said you're going to move to Florida and and spend your days on the beach and and spend your weekends on the golf course. What the fuck are you doing? No, no. I, this this man. He's a. Uh, uh, he's he's fraudulent. He's a fraudulent voter, man. He's he's trying to he's trying to trick us. He's trying to make oh. sure that Trump didn't get elected. But I know oh, he did. Oh, open the back of the van. You're gonna see the mountain load. You're gonna see the giant bigotist pile of voter fraud this century. I'm gonna be on the front page of every newspaper, and people are going to be screaming from the rooftops all over this city and across this great country. Mark Anthony Aguilar, you are the best police detective out there. But Mark, but no, 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 Mark, 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 Mark. Look, look at the the truck that you just ran into on the side. It says "Totally Normal HVAC Services." 
Exactly. We know about that's what they want you to think. Oh my God! Open Dude, the he's truck. An air conditioner repair Open man. it. Open it. You're gonna see. Open the back of it. You're gonna see. You're oh gonna see God. everything. Just open it up. I'll take. I'll take my gun off his head. My knee off his back when you open the back of the truck, and then you'll see. All right, fine, Mark. Sorry, sir. You can stand back up. All right, let's open up the... Look, look. It's just a bunch of fucking HVAC tools, man. What do you... But inside the HVAC tools. Look inside the HVAC tools. I'm telling you. It's going too far. I'm telling you inside of that air conditioning unit. That air conditioning unit, if you don't... If you don't... I'm putting the gun to my head now. I'm going to pull the trigger on myself if you do not look inside of that air conditioning unit. I'm telling you. That air conditioning unit is filled with ballots. Oh, it's full. Look inside of it. Don't, don't, don't make me do this. You're making me do this. Jesus. Hey, look what inside about this the other H. Part? <laughs> what happened with this this Lopez Zuniga guy? Wait, I have no idea without that. So okay, later on it says a charging document from the Harris County District Clerk's Office identified the alleged victim as. David hey, I'm from Lopez Harris Zuniga. County. Hey! So apparently the victim, the air conditioner repairman, is David Lopez Zuniga. And let's see. He said, help me, help me with a hand inside his coat. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So Mark Anthony, like, approaches. He's got his hand in his pocket. He's like, help me, help me. (laughs) What the fuck? And and then, like, he says he goes over and tries to help him. And he pulls out a gun. (laughs) Good God. (laughs) Wait, so Mark Anthony goes to the guy after he hits the back of his truck? Yeah, he says, help, acting, me, help me, And he's acting like he has like a heart attack or something like that. Yeah. And so the guy, the HVAC guy, is like, holy shit, this guy hit the back of my car. He needs help. He's hurt. And then Mark Anthony is like, knock, knock, motherfucker. I don't need help. You're the one that needs help now. Get on the ground. Be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Exactly. He said he was like very, the, very close, and when he saw him unlock the safety, he thought, he's going to shoot me. <laughs> like, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? Unlock the safety? Good God. Unlock the safety on what? His gun. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, what he's the ready fuck? to kill. He's ready. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because like, here's Locked the thing, the though. Here's the thing, is that this story, I don't think, would be reported like this if he was... Uh, still serving on the force. If you get, mm-hmm. if you catch my drift, whenever no, cops use this level of violence of like ramming cars into people and arresting them, like that part just gets completely scaved over. Get out all of the incriminating details and all of that shit. But this guy, ex cop, still using cop tactics. You know, maybe they wouldn't be saying "help me, help me." They'd be doing. They would be saying "get on the fucking ground" or "blow your fucking head off," right? But right. besides that, you know, all the other shit. All cop shit. It's just cop shit. But they're they're painting it as really bad since this guy is no longer a serving cop. You, you catch my drift. And all yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Although, so, so no joke. I would expect that this thirty thousand dollar bond. Boom. Never mind. He already posted it. <laughs> he has two hundred fucking thousand dollars that people threw at him. Exactly. Like this guy is. Um, He's been subsidized out the wazoo. So before or after, it's kind of like the Cal Harris thing, which this, this is a good thing to to bring. No, wait, is it is it Cal Harris? Is that the kid? Are you talking name? about the kid in Wisconsin that killed people that got yeah. millions of dollars from the fucking my pillow guy? Yeah, and other fucking people. Wait, that's not Cal Harris. What what the fuck? Kyle Rittenhouse. 
Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, Kyle Harris is a fucking actor. Poor guy. I'm sorry that I called you out like that, Kyle Harris. No, it's fine. He shouldn't have had the first name Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you for having the first name Kyle. <laughs> Kyle Harris is a is a bro name. You know, I get confused sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the mind pillow guy. Oh man, dude, that dude is fucking incredible. Um, well, he turned his life around. I'm proud of him for that. It's fucking sack of shit. Oh yeah. my god, Mike Linder. Uh, holy shit, this is so incredible. I'm still want to figure out how this guy got anointed as the chosen one to, and also like the guy said he had been casing him for what five days, mm-hmm. four days, how many days was he casing this guy to the uh, to the point that he was so sure that he had ballots in the back of his car that he was willing to slam the back of his truck with his fucking SUV? How many days did it say? He was sure. Uh, he said he was sure, but he see. said he said he'd been stalking him for like four or five days um let's see four days yeah guard told authorities he had conducted surveillance on the man for four days four days uh, dude this dude was stalking this dude for four days like what did yeah. he see that was like oh yeah dude fucking seven hundred fifty thousand ballots yeah this guy yeah. got it i like, think he got the... a little confused like what oh. the fuck did he see so what would you guess the name of the private group that gave him the two hundred and sixty thousand dollars called? If you had to name uh, it, <laughs> um, American Democracy Front, uh, Americans Defending Democracy, um, uh, Americans for Democracy Now. <laughs> Wait, which one is it? That's pretty fucking great. Like they're all fantastic. Uh, the Liberty Center for God and Country. <laughs> oh shit! I was off. <laughs> That's okay. I think you were still close. It's like it's like generic. Like this is a great thing. This is a great thing. God and country. Yeah, let's throw it in there. You know, uh, it's, it's it's southern as fuck. Yeah, oh, like the man. fact that like these like fucking uh, rightoid chuds threw a quarter of a million dollars at this guy is fucking oh, incredible. Not even that. But, oh, okay, so they hmm. they paid him two hundred and sixty thousand dollars by that group. And then he received about $211,000 the day following the incident. Wait, that's, what? Say that again. That's a lot of money. Say that again. Okay. So the prosecutors say that yes. Aguirre was paid more than $260,000 by this group. Yes. And he received about $211,400 the day following the incident. Oh, so, they, like, they liked what he did. They're like, they man, this guy puts did. his money where his mouth is. You should yeah. fucking... Point your gun at more people, dude. Yeah, these the, this Liberty Center for God and Country, straight up fascists. Like, oh yeah, yeah. you're out there on the road getting it, getting dirty, you know, f- fucking fighting to to keep our soil clean. Yeah, you you fucking you dirty. fucking assaulted a Hispanic fucking HVAC guy. Yeah, baselessly. Jesus oh, Christ, man, that's so fucked up, dude. Lovely. It's so fucked up. Um, yeah, that's horrifying because I mean, yeah, if there was, yeah, a lot of money out there that they will funnel at, uh, anyone doing fucked up shit, uh, as just same with the case with Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, they, they reward these people's, uh, bad actions. Okay, so here it gets even more fucked up. Aguirre told the police at the scene that he had been surveilling, uh, DL. 
um, the Lopez okay. Zuniga, uh, home for four days, and the police searched his home with his permission. Why the fuck would they even bother? It's like, oh, you know, we're gonna make sure that like Aguara's not like partially right. Like, no, fuck what that the guy. Fuck? The guy's yeah, totally fuck. outside the bounds of the law right now. Like, exactly. treat him as Go- any other crazy man. Exactly. Go fucking search a. Aguare's fucking home. He's the fucking psychopath here. This is just like an HVAC guy trying to fucking go about its day. Mm -hmm. Like, why the fuck? They didn't find any evidence, but I mean, they certainly, you know, infringed upon his freedom. Like, exactly. Like, what what if he just happened to like smoking weed every once in a while? He's just like some random HVAC guy that smokes weed, and because this Aguare guy fucking rammed his SOV. So SUV in the back of his truck like a psychopath like now like theoretically uh I don't like the fact that they squeeze his name down to DL like why the fuck like why the fuck do they do that anyways Lopez's name wait and wait what the fuck then victim yeah he yeah okay he signed his affidavit as DL I guess that's why yeah huh mm-hmm but then they call him Lopez in other parts. What the fuck? Yeah, it's pretty confusing. But Why it do they call like him DL sometimes and Lopez? Some... Okay, what the fuck ever. Anyways, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. It's just bullshit. Uh, like, what the fuck? And, uh, God, the fact that this Aguari guy is just like still roaming the streets is insane. Yeah, right? Like, it seems like he's uh, still out there trying to trying to cleanse our streets of voter fraud. What the fuck? Oh my god. Okay, it gets even fucking worse. Aguare also told the officers at the scene that they can be a hero or part of the problem, the affidavit states. I just hope you are you are a patriot, Aguare told police according to the affidavit. Uh, what gross. the fuck? <clears throat> this guy is a fucking fascist psychopath. Hope you're a patriot. I hope you're... What the fuck? This guy thinks he's fucking Clint Eastwood in the fucking Dirty Harry movies. Yeah. Listen here, kid. You can be a hero or part of the problem. Only got one question to ask. Do you feel lucky, punk? You know, like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) The guy needs to, like, lay off, like, the 80s fucking action movies and just, Mm. like, go to Florida and play golf. Yeah. And drink himself to death and die. And die. <laughs> the emphasis on that last part. Well, I don't know. I kind of like his look. You know, he's got the whole, like, white T-shirt and leather jacket thing going on. He's looking pretty hard. Dude. He's he's getting it. What the fuck, man? Just like an unassuming white dude. Like, hey. every unassuming white dude I see him. Like, that guy might murder me or any person of color near me and... Jesus Christ. For every one of those guys uh, that gets publicized, there's probably like 10 more that we're not oh, hearing yeah. about. That haven't be- become sponsored mm-hmm. by like some fucked up think tank. Yeah, they're prowling. Uh, and yeah, the fucked up think, pa- think tank, that is, that's concerning. That's So all of these like, uh, all these people are like, oh, you know, like uh, anarcho-capitalist libertarianism, you know, that, that eventually lent uh, leads to a Mad Max hellscape. It's like, well, what's the difference between that and what's going on right here? Like, if you have enough money and you pay mercenaries to go out and fucking hunt down random minorities, it, that's effectively the same thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, the dif- the difference is is we still have the semblance of a society, right? Where the ANCAP like hellscape would be just this. 
things would only happen when some fucked up group of money like this God and country liberty fucking institute gave someone money to make it happen without any of the good shit. The few good things we would have out skis. It gone. Gonzo. Totally absent. Um, and careful not to drink too much water or you regret its absence. Jimmy, you still have my Fury Road DVD. Now's the best time for me to point that out. (laughs) (laughs) Bullet Farm. It's good. Yeah. I like the movie. That's organization. That's organization in society. That's a planned economy right there. (laughs) No, fuck you. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) They got the bullets on one side. They got the gas town on the other. Come on. Why wouldn't they put them together? Save somewhat. You would save so much gas if you didn't have to go back and forth. But whatever. Well, it's hard to pick up and move a lead mine. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Boom, boom. Gas is on the other side, man. Oh yeah, gross. Yeah, this guy's uh, this guy's pretty shitty. Um, It it is insane. Like this, yeah. More people need to know about this. mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So they can be on guard for people that are gonna smash into the back of their vehicle and be like, "Help! Help! I need help!" and then point a gun at them. (laughs) I'm just aware that there are people that are crowd sponsoring psychos like this. That that's like becoming a more regular occurrence. Yeah. That that people are GoFunding me fascist. Yeah. <laughs> Got a doubt. Like I don't know how else to put it. Got to get like, boots it, on the ground. It, like, it's like it's like dystopian nightmare fuel. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, it's happening. Like yeah, like that 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 this guy had the fucking balls that while he had a gun pointed to the back of an innocent man's head to be like. I hope you are a patriot. Like he was like some hard motherfucker mm-hmm. that like that, that, that felt he was sent by God to be doing the work that he was doing. Like what the f- literal fuck? He's probably so like just in his own head. Oh yeah. He's like, Oh yeah. Well, you know, America has this like perfect voting system and you know, there's absolutely no corruption whatsoever. And if there is, I'm going to fucking snuff it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh dude. There's there's been corruption for it this since the inception. Like there's you're not gonna you're not gonna do anything about it, man. You're not gonna take down some HVAC guy and be like, ah oh, yes, I restored democracy. Right. <laughs> it's like That's if anything, how, yeah. like just follow it to its logical conclusion. Like, what are you trying to do? Start a civil war? Like you want a bunch of people to die or something? Like if you do find evidence of fraudulent voting and that gives um, the Trump administration enough reason to, you know, say like, try to call off the the legitimacy of the election. Wh- whatever semblance of order there is is going to crumble right before your eyes, man. Like, just think about it. Like, it, it's not good either way. Like, uh, you know, and <laughs> you know, with the with the far more likely alternative being you're just attacking a random minority. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Doesn't end exactly. well either way. Exactly. Uh, I'm sacrificing myself for the greater good so we can find out about fraudulent voting. It's like it's it's not even it's like marginal. It's like even if there was seven hundred and fifty thousand fraudulent ballots, like that doesn't that doesn't change the outcome. Yeah, exactly. Like, hmm. Yeah. 
you and 750,000 of your, your closest buddies voting for Trump, and then suddenly HVAC guy comes along and steals all your ballots. <laughs> right. Darn it. Darn it. We almost we, we, we almost gave Trump slightly more credibility. Come on. Yeah. <sighs> but he won Texas, didn't he? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. Like real quick, electoral college map. Oh yeah, they won Texas, so it wouldn't even fucking change anything. Yeah, they can't unanimously. Like it wouldn't, it would change nothing. Yeah, it doesn't. It wouldn't even change the election. You would have to fucking be proving it in state. Anyways, even if like multiple states flipped, it wouldn't change any fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, exactly. It's it's what you're saying of just like trying to find an example so that way they can run with it to mm-hmm. be like, oh, well, if we found this one example, that means there has to be more where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Just cast Therefore, a little bit of a, a little bit of doubt. Mm-hmm. Just just enough to where it doesn't seem like a blatant power grab, you know, just yeah. abs- absolute. um uh, what would you call it? Like martial law. <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, oh, oh! Mark Anthony Aguilar found found the found five ballots in the back of his van. I guess I have to stay president forever. Shucks. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to <laughs> do it, but uh... I didn't want to do it. But you know, Mark Anthony Aguilar. You know, goddamn it, he found them. So it would it would be it it would be impolite for me not to become. Emperor of the United States forever, yeah. and then he, he, Mark Anthony is probably like dreaming. You know, he's he, he's got his hand like in, in like a, a a bowl of cheesy poofs or something, just like passed out on the couch. And he's imagining, you know, walking up on the stage, and there's Trump up there, and he's holding like a little medal for him, and he puts it around his neck, and he's like, "Thanks for finding the seven hundred fifty thousand fraudulent votes," and he's just like, "Yay!" And the crowd's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah you like you made it man that's what your life was all about <laughs> yeah exactly and he's like dad i don't hate you anymore i i forgive you for being a shitty dad while being a captain on the force all the years and i and i just want to let you know that dad i i love you yeah <laughs> it's like ding single tear <laughs> so, oh, so lovely so heartfelt you don't, you don't hate me yeah. No, you're the greatest. You you made Trump emperor forever. Yeah, <laughs> I love you. I love you, Dad. <laughs> oh man, lovely, lovely, yes. almost as lovely as uh, this story. Billionaire denies harassing neighbor with Gilligan Island music in dispute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've. We've discussed this story previously, so this is oh, this we did is a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know if it was going to go on the back end or the front end, or cut out the beginning, or I don't know. Oh yeah, I, I can't remember exactly. Um, but this, I, I think it's just like bringing up this petty bullshit because it's it's an ongoing dispute, right? So you, yeah, I think so. You got this 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 one guy who, uh, I, I guess you could you could say started the contingency, and he builds this this large uh, a statue and produces some kind of like netting along with it. I don't know. It, it effectively what? obscures the view of, of his next door neighbor from the lovely beachfront property. It's that's why you have beachfront property. So you can see the damn beach. What is up with people making statues? I'm not really and, sure. And pissing off people. I feel like we've done 
and we've done more stories than I thought we were going to do about people making statues <laughs> near and or around their yards and like angering everyone around them. Yeah, but a lot of times it's funny. Like that guy that made the the giant dick statue. You know that 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 worked out. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But people did not like it though. Uh, these ostentatious displays of power, uh, and and just it's just oh, expense. Yeah. That's disgusting. Like, especially if it's like I, you know, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. It's like, oh yeah, like postmodern art is not art kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like, wait, you know what? What? Why? Like, what's what's the point of having, like installation art or uh, industrial art like it's i don't know it's a little too meta for me i, I guess we could, we could go off on a little spiel on that but um suffice it to say it probably wasn't needed it probably wasn't necessary especially course, for his own personal yeah, enjoyment that. yeah that's the yeah they had to have some installation art outside yeah mm-hmm. that then had to be protected by netting to keep from getting damaged by I don't know what. Maybe probably bird seagulls. Bird, you know? Seagulls. You mm-hmm. can't have the seagulls shitting on this art. You have no idea how much I paid for it. Maybe it was yeah, made out of glass. And, uh, yeah, because apparently, yeah, blue glass about a blue glass lawn sculpture created by noted artist Dale Chihuly. Dale Chihuly. Chihuly. Uh, Chihuly. Yeah, the, the next door neighbor was throwing rocks at it, so they put a net up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't see the beach. It's like yeah. throwing rocks Break over it down. Like, oh god, not the glass! I said I can't see the beach. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of Gilligan's Island, which is yeah. of course how the neighbor retaliates. Yeah, you know, when your when your neighbor doesn't do what you want them to do, you just resort to some kind of scary gestapo tactics you know like torturing somebody with with a shitty theme song music listening to gilligan's island on repeat yeah. oh man <laughs> yeah but I, I just can't i feel like if i had to listen to gilligan's island on blast to annoy my neighbors it would be more cruel to me than it would be the neighbors like no matter like for how loud it would have to be in my own home in order for it to bug them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like who the like like Gilligan's Island doesn't sound good at normal volume, and blasting it, I don't think would make it sound any better. No, and that really is mutually assured destruction. Like exactly, you both having to deal with that shit. Um, so it's like, hey, if you're willing to live in shit, uh, you know, maybe you could be the the king of shitland. I don't know. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's wonderful oh man yeah so they uh, of course they go to court over this and they try to sue each other relentlessly and then it's just yep. this uh, this yaggedy sacks of billionaires trying to force exactly. each other into a lawsuit and... exactly just yeah, it, yeah it's just petty bullshit it's mm-hmm. just the rich man's version of petty fucking bullshit mm-hmm. they've got all the money in the fucking world and it's like oh i can't see my beachfront property because of your night and the person was like oh, i can't enjoy my life because of your gilligan's island and they're like oh i love gilligan's island yeah we're <laughs> <laughs> a big glass statues <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah it's so it's so petty and lame it's just really lame like yeah the stakes of this compared to the last story of like 
fucking uh, dirty Harry style fucking psycho detectives just ramming random cars. Yeah, this is like the most mundane, stupid, non-consequential trash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so petty. Yeah. Seems like there's a lot more important things to be worrying about right now. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. But but I think it's a it's a good it's a good non-stress or story to end on. <laughs> oh man. You got anything else to add? No. No, that's all I got. Don't don't be shitty billionaires, folks. <laughs> um, <laughs> For all our billionaire don't, listeners don't, out don't, there. Don't worry, Tim. I'm gonna work real hard not to become one of those. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Yeah, you gotta uh, actually try these. Things. I'm gonna be really shitty. I'm just not gonna be a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. On that note, uh, thank you everybody for listening to this episode. If you would like to reach out to us and let us know about some crazy, weird, fucked up uh, stories, you can do so by emailing us at syndicatepowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. You can also like us on Facebook at Cynic Empowerment, or you can tweet at us on the Twitter at Cynic Empower Me One. We'd love to hear from you. It means a lot to us. And if you're listening to us through any of the listening apps out there, please like and review the show. It means a lot to us and helps other people find us. Yeah. And one other quick thing um, our listener Sarah um, sent us a really nice tweet on the Twitter. It was super kind. So thank you, Sarah, for your nice tweet. It was very meaningful. And, What's it uh, say? What's it say? Uh, let me pull it up. It's oh it's yeah yeah good. yeah. Uh, uh, Helps you find it. us like Sarah's super awesome tweet, and exactly. also like seven hundred fifty thousand fraudulent <laughs> ballots. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, here we go. I love listening to Cynic Empowerment while I drive. It helps keep my road rage at bay. Let me know on what's happening in the more obscure news. It reminds me that even though life is a dumpster fire spiraling out of control, there are still a few reasons to joke and smile. Aww. That's so sweet. And then I tweeted back. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Ah, right. <sighs> cool. Warm and fuzzy. Fuzzies. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>